Welcome to the Building Lives Podcast, hosted by Joe Fury. We're a show that deals with healing, restoring, and navigating relationships. We post weekly to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Building Lives Podcast. My name is Brad Alexander, and I'm here with Joe Fury. And Joe, how are you? Great. Good to be here. Good to be <laughs> excited to talk about this topic today. Yeah. And, you know, these will come out back to back, but we haven't had a chance to sit down a little bit uh, with the holidays, but it's good to be back here with you. Welcome to 2023. Yeah. Coming Should off be an a rainy adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, how to be successful in life and successful in your relationships. And the key to that is to develop healthy boundaries, uh, healthy borders in our life. And why are we doing that? It's because we live in a complex society and we are complex individuals, which overwhelms us at times. It overwhelms adults and causes great anxiety in us. And especially young people, it causes children to seek for a safe place that has boundaries to keep them okay in the complex world they live in. And so we have that same issue, and a lot of times our stuff is rooted in our childhood. So the calming and safety we need is called a boundary. Uh, boundaries direct behavior. They define us. They, they establish what I believe and I don't believe, what I do, what I don't do. Um, what or who I let into my life, and what or who I keep out of my life. What I will take responsibility for, and what I don't take responsibility for. So all those limits and freedoms are called boundaries. Just as there are visible boundaries, this building that we're sitting in, uh, the room that we're sitting in has walls and doors, and those walls and doors separate us from other rooms. And it also, with doors, it allows people in and keeps people out. It allows things in and allows us to go out. So each one of us, just like there's physical boundaries, each one of us has invisible boundaries. Our spiritual boundaries, how what we believe about God in what we don't believe about God. Our personal boundaries, what's, where do I start, where do I finish? And we also have relationship boundaries, how I treat others, how, what I allow them to treat me like, and what I say to them, what I don't say. If I do not have healthy boundaries, I will not experience stability in the environment of my life. And we all need boundaries because that creates that safe place for us in the midst of the complexities and the dangers of life. And so if I can balance the complexities and the dangers and all the stuff that goes on in life with a place that is safe and stable and I know where I'm heading, I know what I'm about, I now can be balanced in handling life. So when someone says like, oh, so-and-so has no boundaries or whatever, is it even possible to have no boundaries or do you just have bad boundaries? Yeah, they can have no boundaries or no appropriate <laughs> boundaries. Okay, that's and a good And our boundaries are initially formed in our homes, whatever that looked like. And so 
What tends to cause people to go south is one, growing up they had over-restrictive boundaries. Okay. And when you have over-restrictive boundaries, it causes the child to rebel. It causes the child to look for freedom, to look for relief. So the child is dealing with anxiety in the world. And if my home isn't stable, then I'm looking for, then I will have anxiety in the home. And if it's overly restrictive, I will become angry. I will get resentful. I will look for freedom, which is usually in rebellion. I will push against those over-restrictive boundaries. And usually that leads me into destructive areas of my life, but it feels like freedom. Right. It feels like that. And, and so I get the relief I'm looking for. I know that was like my story. Well, I feel like my mom gave me like not a lot of boundaries. Well, that's the and other end of that spectrum. gave me really gnarly boundaries. And it was like kind of like, culture shock of like why is this guy so strict right <laughs> you know? right and uh, and and that's the other end of the spectrum you had both over restrictive and then very permissive mm. and that causes anxiety in the child because they don't know where they start and stop so they look for their own boundaries and that can cause a lot of damage in our growing up too we put ourselves again in dangerous situations we look for someone to set up boundaries for us and and so that can you know lead to a lot of problems so when you got both of them working against you over restrictive and permissive you get confused yeah and and that can create a lot of bitterness let me give you a healthy example of childhood um, healthy boundaries for our children would include this, household routines, normal things I can expect in my house. If I don't have that, if I am on edge, if I don't know what's going on in my house, I'm living in a world out there that I don't know all the time what's going on. Right. So healthy household routines. Um, secondly, a healthy children have predictability in our caretakers. They're not up and down and all around. They're, <laughs> they're predictable. They are stable. That creates stability in the child and that gives them comfort. Uh, another thing is uh, stability in our parental emotions. Were our parents emotionally stable? Okay. That creates safety for us. So now I can trust that my parents are going to be the same day in and day out. Mm. They're going to be on the same wave. It doesn't mean they don't get upset or they don't have this, but they're not, you know, one way yeah. one day, one day the next day, one day because this happens. They're not, they're stable. And that creates safety for a child. So they begin to understand that boundaries are good. Boundaries help us. Stability is a good thing in a world that in so many ways is chaotic. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the same goes for us as adults. So if I have stability, if I establish boundaries of routine in my life, I get up at this time. 
This is the way I do life. And see, when you grow up in an unstable environment, the boundary can be chaos. If my boundaries are chaotic, I will take that into my adult world and I will live in chaotic boundaries. And if they're, it's not chaotic, stable makes me uncomfortable. Mm. So I will do things to create chaos. I will do things to keep the adrenaline going, not knowing that it's actually self-destructive. But to me, wow. it feels normal. So boundaries are, are super important. Let me give you an example. Um, a therapist was working in a penitentiary with a room full of lifers. And she asked them, outside of an imminent threat to your personal life or the personal lives of your loved ones, are there any words, mere words, that a person could say to you that would cause you to get violent right now? And the answer was a unanimous yes amongst mm. all those lifers. So they have a boundary that if you say something wrong, they've incorporated that as part of the, their uh, parameters of life. If you say something wrong to them, they can get violent on you and that's okay. Whatever those consequences are after that, they are what they are. Right. Then she asked them a follow-up question. Will there ever come a time in your life where mere words spoken to you by another person to denigrate you or insult you in some way will be irrelevant to you? And if so, when? Now, the answers to that question were not unanimous, and they were all over the place. Then she started in on some reasoning with them. She said, guys, do you know that there are some guys in this world so secure in how they feel about themselves, how they view themselves, that you could say anything derogatory to them or about them, and they will look you in your face and laugh or not take it personal. Hmm. She said, you know why they're like that? They don't give a rip what you think about <laughs> them, much less what comes out of your mouth. Why? They have established boundaries in their life that have made them secure. And if you're the type of person, she went on to say, who can be walking down the street and someone can simply say something to you, to get you to change the trajectory of your direction and your thoughts and your actions, moving you toward violence, then you are not in control of yourself. Others are in control of you mm -hmm. and you should never be let out of prison because you're not safe to you and you're not safe to others. And that is the beauty of having boundaries and knowing who I am, what I am, what I stand for, what I will allow, what I won't stand for, how you can treat me and how you can't treat me, and how I treat you and how I don't treat you and how I treat myself. Those are called boundaries. Healthy boundaries, living within the walls and exercising the freedom in there keeps me going and it enables me to live a self-controlled life because if I don't live a self-controlled life I will live an other controlled life 
Somebody will control me. Right. And that's what oftentimes happens to us who rebel because of over-restrictive boundaries set up in our lives. We rebel thinking we're getting freedom, but in actuality, the police are going to control us because we're doing behaviors that are not accepted by society. Others will control us. If I look for a, a woman or a man to be okay, then they actually have the control over me. And so healthy boundaries create security for us and enable us to go in the direction and live the life we want to, which makes us successful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I have a friend that I was talking about that with recently where it's like, in high school, he said, people will tell you that violence doesn't solve anything. And he's like, I found that not to be the case. It's like, it solves some things. But he said, until you realize that, like, you aren't the one who's in control. That's right. You're a puppet. You're and a people puppet. can figure out how to manipulate or use that to their advantage. Or, or even just in general, you're not really in control of your emotions. You're at the liberty of of what you encounter that day or what people you're around or what someone says to you which is exactly what you're talking about is like you're a loose cannon yes if my safety or my well-being emotional well-being is uh dependent on people places or things they actually or those things actually have control of my life if i am okay in my own skin, if I am okay in who I am, people then can be an asset to me or a detriment and I can choose who I allow in my life. But if I need somebody in my life to be okay and I don't have non-negotiables in who I allow in my life, if I don't have some parameters in which I choose who can be intimate in my life, I will then uh, default to anyone who will be with me and I give them control and I will usually shoot low. Right. But when I shoot high and say, listen, you have to have some character traits that are an asset to my life because my life is valuable and I'm an asset to people. If you want me in your life, you're getting a good person in your life. So you need to be able to treat me with that type of um, esteem and I will treat you like that. And therefore, I can love everybody, but I don't have to let everybody in my life. And guess what? I get to determine uh, who I live. And people then become an asset. And things can become an asset to my life. But if I need the thing to be okay, then I'm not going to be okay. This makes sense. This is so it's a boundary issue, which Absolutely. I mean makes sense. But when someone tells you way too much, like the first time you meet them, and and there can be like variations. Sometimes you hit it off with someone and, and you you both divulge certain things about your life or whatever, but we've all had someone that you met and you're like, Whoa, they just unloaded like a lot of stuff that I feel like I shouldn't know the first time I met them. That's they, someone who doesn't have accurate boundaries with how they interact with the world. They actually violated societal boundaries. Society starts out with, hey, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, where do you work? They start with superficial and then they work down into deeper. 
when someone jumps like you're saying right into the deep, they don't know that person. They don't, you know, they're what? Why are they doing this? And uh, right. and and they don't know what that person's response is. You've you've just jumped over a bunch of relational boundaries that society has set out. You start out slowly, you know. And and God gives us. There's other boundaries like in in man woman relationships. Um, God's God's word tells us to go in slowly. Learn about the heart and the 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 mind and what's this person's story and what do they care about and but you don't start there you start with you know a superficial type talk and then you progressively move deeper well it's the same thing with relationship but if we start a relationship by going to bed with somebody we've already jumped a bunch of uh, boundaries in the interpersonal relationship right into commitment level where I'm sharing my body with you. Right. And oftentimes, I don't know anything about your mind. Right. I don't know anything about your heart. I don't know. Oftentimes, I don't even know anything about your story. And so I am, I am binding myself to you in a way, emotionally and relationally, that I have not thought through, is this what I want to do? And is this where I want to go? And it goes to the same idea of when you say someone comes up and just vomits their life on you, <laughs> they are sharing it. They are bonding with you about things in their life that you've never asked them. You know, right. you, you've all, you haven't opened that door to them. And, uh, and so it leaves you in that awkward place of what do I do with this? And right. generally speaking, people move away. And they wonder why, you know, and that person is left wondering, why are they moving away? Oh, because you crossed a boundary without even knowing it. Right. In relational stuff. And uh, yeah, I remember one time after I got saved, I was gung-ho Jesus. I mean, you know, I, I, if, if I saw you, I was waiting <laughs> for you to give me an opportunity to get Jesus in on you to, you know, provide, to ask you about your salvation, ask you about, you know, personal things that I haven't earned the right to ask you because I was on a mission. So I'm willing to cross boundaries to get my mission done. Ah. And, and I remember this one, my, my wife's really good friend came over to the house and the first statement I said to her is, how are you and Jesus? What's going on in your life? Are you and Jesus good? She never came back to our house again. <laughs> I, oh, man. And, I could uh, see how that feels kind of aggressive, though. It's intrusive. It, it wasn't intentionally aggressive. No, it was me not knowing a boundary. Uh, I didn't ask her if it was okay. And that's sometimes what we learn in dysfunctional relationships is I get to say whatever I want to yeah. you, and you got to deal with that. I get to do, if there's been uh, sexual abuse, I get to jump into your life because I don't know where I start and stop. I, my personal boundaries were, were negated. So I don't have a clear understanding of what boundaries are. What are the physical boundaries? Because they were taken away from me. Innocence boundaries were taken away. You know, I didn't get to be a child. Now I am learning adult things when I do not have the capability 
of understanding it and, and, and processing through it. So, and, and because inappropriate boundaries were set on me. Right. And, and they were overstepping what was uh, good for that person. And so same thing with physical abuse. You know, I, I can punch people because I've been punched. That's an acceptable thing to do if I'm angry enough. Right. Because that's what I learned. That's what we get to do. Or name calling. I can call you every demeaning thing if you hurt me. I have no boundary on, on your dignity as a human being. So right. then I choose ways to deal with you that can be super inappropriate. And I'm already dealing in a complex society. I'm a complex individual. And I've had lots of things that have gone on in my life. And I'm, and I'm not even taking that into consideration that you too have had that. And so I can be jumping into an area in your life that I have no right to jump into. So one of the boundaries we always establish is, can I share something with you? Can I speak? I ask permission to speak into someone's life. I don't automatically have the right to speak into someone's life. Mm. You know, what's the worst advice in the world? Uh, unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that's what makes us defensive. Someone starts telling us something without asking if they can tell us something about our character, our actions, our words. Always give, you know, that's, that's one of the healthy boundaries we set. Yeah. Is I always give people the option to live their own life. I give people the respect that... I, you know, they, I don't speak into their life unless they ask me to. Um, just like I don't want people to speak into my life. And sometimes if we haven't learned to have the boundary of no, saying no, we will suck it up. We'll be highly offended, but we won't say anything because we have not been allowed to speak, uh, you know, our truth or the truth. That that really bothers me when you say that. You know, I, I don't think that's an appropriate question. Or even, nah, I don't really feel like talking about that right now. It, it, it's like, I can't say that. Right. You know? And uh, yeah, you can. So you want to be successful? Set some, figure out what are healthy boundaries. What will keep me connected to myself in such a way that my actions line up with my beliefs, which are the foundation of boundaries. What do I believe? If I believe everybody's worthwhile, so no matter what condition you are, you're still a worthwhile human being, and I will treat you with some dignity. If you abuse that and you treat me wrong, I will set a boundary in, in how much we interact or to what level of degree I will trust you. See, when that person you were saying earlier, you know, started just vomiting out, they put you in a trust position uh, you never asked for. And they are putting, you know, you're, you're now in a trick box. You have been given privy information, and there's probably an expectation behind that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and now you're, you're left confused because it's inappropriate boundaries, um, permissive boundaries leave us confused. We don't know what to do with that. 
And so we tend to back away. I'm someone that I have a hard time staying on the surface with people. Um, when someone tries to keep you on, on the surface all the time, I usually per- perceive that as being like inauthentic. Like there's some reason you don't let people in past small talk or something. And for me, I'm like, I just don't want to invest anymore <laughs> in, in small talk. But at the same time, we all know the flip where like 10 minutes into meeting someone at a gathering, they're telling you about their childhood trauma and you're just like, what? Like, and they're how, dominating how we get the conversation. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're talking for 25 minutes. They don't even know that. If you're going to, you know, they're doing a monologue. Yeah. I mean, those are some of the hardest people to be around. Like they're, it's like they're holding court and everybody's held captive while they just keep, they do not often, you know, they don't know boundaries of body language. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned in preaching is you, you need to be aware of your audience. You need to know who you're talking to. You need to be able to see when they're paying attention and when they're not. And, you know, it's not only about you and someone who monologues and runs over everybody else. It's about them. And like what you were saying is when someone is staying at a surface level, I under, I always look at that as, oh, they don't trust. They are, right. you know, they are going very slowly into giving you pieces of themselves. So they have most likely experience in their life. When I give too much of my life, it turns around and and bites me. Mm. You know, I've shared things with people, trusting them, and they turn around and use it against me, turn around and tell other people. And so they are, you know, content to stay at a surface level at least for a while, which is in a lot of ways a healthy boundary. You know, you get burned enough, you go, you walk a little more with fear and trepidation when it becomes unhealthy is when I share my life with nobody. Right. Nobody can get into my heart. That's a small, you know, you've set yourself a tight boundary, which you're doing it to be safe because boundaries are all about safety. Right. You're doing it to be safe, but it actually is self-destructive. Just like the person that says, I'm going to do anything. They set no boundaries <laughs> thinking they're looking for freedom. Yeah. And it's actually self-destructive. You know, it leads you into destructive things. And uh, so knowing boundaries, if I can do that, it'll keep me stable. It'll keep me balanced in the turmoil of life. I will have something I can lean on as my go-to. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is what I believe. This is what I don't believe. This is what I allow in my life. And this is what I keep out. I start to become healthy. And guess what? Success and health go hand in hand. You know, and uh, that is, in a nutshell, um, the beauty of that. And another aspect of setting healthy boundaries is I get comfortable. I have a comfort level now. Yeah. I'm not, you know, when people say, I'm not comfortable doing that, what they're saying is that's going against a belief that I possess. And so our our goal is to help people oftentimes reparent themselves and start to set healthy boundaries. You know. And we do it all the time. People yeah. do diets, people keep sugar out, keep you know, and then there's people that don't do that and they allow themselves 
the freedom to eat anything at great cost to themselves. So you can basically take any area of life and see, okay, people either keep them, they have some healthy boundaries here or they have unhealthy. And being, a, being in a, a place that we do a lot of recovery, I'll hear oftentimes um, either a man or a woman says they've been in multiple relationships. And then they finally come to the rela- realization that my pickers, I have a bad picker. I have mm. a bad picker when it comes to relationships. Could be work relationships, you know, um, uh, interpersonal relationships. Well, then you, it's like, well, then you need to examine that picker. And what are the boundaries in your picking? What are you looking for? Yeah. And I always tell individuals, you know, especially single people, um, listen, you have to have non-negotiables. You have to have non-negotiables and some negotiables. Yeah. You know, and, and you better know them because that alone will keep you safe. You know, and... Uh, one of the non-negotiables is you have to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> You're 45 years old. You probably shouldn't be living with mom. I got way better boundaries in my life. Like life in general gets a lot better. Absolutely. And for me, that happened when God grabbed hold of my life. Yeah. So before that, I would hang out with more toxic friends. And I probably was a toxic friend, just being honest. But I would hang out with people that when push came to shove would, would, you know, stab you in the back or do different things. I would tend to date girls that pursued me because that was safe, right? So you end up dating... You want to be rejected. Right? You date a lot of women that are, like, aggressively pursuing you, but then imagine the fact that a lot of those girls ended up being unfaithful because eventually they get bored, you know? And then they're going to aggressively pursue someone else but not end the relationship until, you know, whatever. And then when... God restored the value that I had in myself and my self-confidence. And I realized like what I had to offer the world and that like God loved me and there was purpose in my life. Coincidentally, all of a sudden it was like, well, I don't want to hang out with that friend who only brings negativity in my life. So it wasn't about cutting them out, but it was like, I might need to love that person from a distance for a while because I can't get dragged into every little thing or that girl doesn't seem um, healthy for me (laughs) or someone that I really want to get to know any further than how they look. And that's a problem in the end. I've learned that. So I think having boundaries in life just makes your, your life better in general. And then people respect you more when you respect yourself is a reality. When you know that you're here for a purpose, that's a good boundary. So then I start to find out, well, what's my purpose? For an example, I have a, I, one of the purposes in my life is to be a good husband. Mm. I want to be a good husband. Another purpose is I want to have a good marriage. So I do things and I am open to learning things that help me reach that purpose. So then part of that is becoming a student. I've become a student of marriage. Why? Because I want to have a good marriage. Mm. I know I don't know how to have a good marriage, but I know people have had good marriages. And what did they learn? What can I incorporate into my life? What boundaries can I set? Oh, good marriages require nurturing. Good marriages require work. Good marriages require fun. 
Good marriages require ongoing communication and, you know, relationship. So, okay, then how do I do that? Those are boundaries. If I want to be a, you know, an entrepreneur, what does that look like? And uh, so it's gaining. Boundaries don't just happen. We either incorporate them or we learn them or, you know, we do something to gain them. And then it's applying. And when I apply, apply what I believe, then I become successful. Now I'm integrated. And integration is a huge part to being successful. And uh, want to be a good parent? Well, what's that look like? Mm. What does good parenting look like? What does that mean? And when, if we compare ourselves to our dads or our family of origins parenting, then we might learn some good things, both, and we'll learn some things not to do, but that's right. not the whole gamut. You know, I didn't know in this. See, one of the boundaries I had that I learned through with my kids was I thought kids only needed attention if they were in crisis. I didn't know they needed ongoing nurturing and <laughs> ongoing time. Why? Because nobody spent any time with me. Yeah. And so I didn't see that of great value. And uh, so I incorporate that into my life, that if my kids weren't troubled and didn't display it, they must be doing great. Yeah. That, that's not a good boundary. And it confused the daylights out of my kids. They interpreted that as I didn't want to spend time with them. They weren't important enough to spend time with. They, they didn't, you know, um, dad doesn't like to be around me. And it was like, you know, and I had to learn, oh, that's not healthy. And so I'm glad I did, but my kids paid a price for a while. Um, mm. You know, I, I, one of the boundaries I got from my family of origin was work. Be a good worker. So workaholism... You know, I, I, can, I can devote a lot of hours to work. And yeah. since no hours were devoted to me, I guess I don't need to devote it as long as I'm bringing in money. As yeah. long as I'm bringing it, we're all good. And uh, so those, we have to, that's why I said earlier, reparenting. And one of the beauties is God comes into our life and starts to reparent us. Mm. And we start to learn what is good, and what is healthy. Let's say that someone is listening or watching this and they're like, I clearly don't have good boundaries. I end up in bad relationship after bad relationship or abusive relationship, or I always end up with a cheater or my friends take advantage of me and I'm super passive aggressive or I don't say anything, but I go home and I fume about it. How could someone start to recognize and redefine their boundaries? Well, the first thing to reckon to ask yourself is why do I put myself in relationship with people that are dangerous? Mm. They're dangerous emotionally. They're dangerous sometimes physically. Why do I keep picking, you know, in a sense, losers? Mm. What is about me that is attracted to that? It's a good and, question. To ask. And sometimes it's it's you know. I can control them. You know, sometimes, like you said, I, you liked women that were chasing you. There was a need in you to be taken care of. Well, that's that little boy. And so the woman that was attracted to that 
sees that need of I can control because I need to be in charge. Aggressive people are want to put themselves in, in their boundary as I need to find somebody more submissive. Ah. But the problem is, after a while, they don't want a little boy. They want a man. <laughs> <laughs> and so what works in the beginning, you know, sometimes people are attracted to controllers. Oh, he, and, and in the beginning, it looks beautiful. He loves me so much. He really, really wants me. Nobody ever really wanted me. Mm. So because he does, oh, we begin to find out later, he's on me like a hell, you know, like a, a white on rice. He's, yeah. he's all over me. I don't have no freedoms. Oh, what looked like love and nurturing was actually control. Why? And he's yeah. controlling because it makes him feel safe and secure. So what does that say about me? I'm not okay in me. I am looking for someone to take care of me. Not to be an asset in my life, not to come alongside me and do right. life, but to take care of me. And then after a while, it's like, I'm 35 years old. I don't want somebody checking everything I'm doing and parenting me like a little kid. Yeah. It, you know, and so what starts out in the beginning can also turn bad because we haven't done enough research into it. You know, tell me about your former relationships. I tell, I, I, I suggest to people when they're in their 40s or 50s and they're starting to build another relationship, I go, you know, everybody you deal with has got baggage. They're 40 years old. They got 40 years under their belt. What do you know about their life? Oh, they, they came out of divorce. Well, how, what, what, what do they own in the divorce? Have you asked them that question? Uh, what was your part in the failed marriages you've had or the failed marriage? What role did you have? That's what I'd want to know. How, how do I get the better version of you than what you had in your last marriage? What, what are you better? How, you know, what, what have you learned? Yeah. And what is new in your life that you don't want to repeat? And what will you not allow so that it doesn't repeat itself that way too? And, and that's the key is we need to look at ourselves and say, okay, what, what part have I played in all my relationships? And what needs to change in me so that I don't repeat it again? For a lot of people, it's quit looking for a boyfriend in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. what do you want? If you know what you want, the chances of you getting it go way up than if you don't know what you want. Yeah, if you true. just want a dude, any dude will do. Yeah. If I want a dude that is self-sufficient, has a life that is successful, and, and I'm not saying they have to be millionaires, or anything, but they have success in their relationship. Show me who you hang out with. Mm. show me who you hang out with show, you know I, you know, and being a pastor I see people that uh, oh I got this new boyfriend or girlfriend they say they're Christian I said oh cool what church do they go to oh they don't really go to church yeah it's the like, church is the ocean <laughs> yeah. okay then that tells you something know that okay their idea of walking with God doesn't require anybody else involved in their life. Well, have you gone over to their family's house? 
Oh, no, they're not in touch with their family. They, they got bad family. Oh, tell me about that. What's going on with that? I'm sharing the, I'm asking these questions to them so that they can start to think, because oftentimes they don't even think about those questions. Well, I don't, I, I guess I should know that. Oh, they have children? What do their children think of them? Are they in touch with their children? Is he taking you over to their house to have dinner with his kids? How, how's that all working? You know, what, what's going on? Why? Because that gives you the picture of who this person is. Why is that important? Because you're valuable. You're valuable. You're, you're investing your life spending some time with somebody. What do they bring to the table? Yeah. We're not in junior high anymore where you're sending a, a kite to someone and say, do you like me? Circle yeah. yes or no. <laughs> you know? this is, those days are done. Now we are setting parameters. But if I do not have value in myself, then I am setting myself up for whatever I get. Uh, mm. Because why? I'm willing to take whatever I get. I'm willing to take whatever crumbs off the table I can get. But when I consider myself and my direction and my purpose in life, and I consider myself filet mignon, I want to know what you got and how you value yourself and what your life's about. And then I will see if we're compatible. If yeah. that is something, and that's the initial stages. Why? Because I've set boundaries that I have a purpose in life and I am a valuable person. And for you to be in my life requires something from you. And, and, and that's all our boundaries, honesty, integrity, whatever it is. I want to know that before I go deeper in the relationship with you. And we can take our time doing it. Yeah. You know, but I have to know I can trust you. Why? Because I, I like to be around people that are trustworthy in my intimate circle. Outside, oh, I can be friendly with anybody. Yeah. You know, I treat everybody with respect. But you want to enter into my world, you need to have qualifications that make you acceptable to be in my world. And that's what healthy boundaries give us. Yeah. So I guess the first step is kind of like self-awareness. Absolutely is like really evaluating what you want out of life and kind of what's acceptable behavior and what you're looking for in someone. Because if everything's just based on looks, you're going to go for some wild rides. And, and a lot of people do, and a lot of us have. Yes. Um, but when you know your value and you set boundaries on what you will and will not allow, and that's different than talking about um, the prisoners flying off on the handle where your boundaries are just, if someone acts like this, I'm going to do this. It's like, we're talking about no, but if someone treats you like this, it's like, well, I don't think I deserve to be treated that way. So I, you know, am not going to be in a relationship with that person. Yeah, I set a boundary between them. And a, you can stay there. I'll stay here. A lot of us who have had friends or family members in substance abuse or, or anything have understood that there's a time where you can even love someone and you have to set boundaries because it's like, hey, I can't allow this chaos in my life right now. So I need to keep you a little bit. I need to set boundaries on like, hey, I can't take two in the morning calls anymore because I have a family. Absolutely. That's a boundary. That's right. I can't sit on the phone when you're drunk at two in the morning and talk to you because I have two kids and a wife and that's just not acceptable behavior. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want help, 
then we'll get you help in the morning, but you can't call me in the middle of the night and then pretend the next day like that phone call didn't happen. Right. So setting boundaries is about protecting yourself in some regard, but it's it's a healthy form of doing it. It's not like yeah. I have For no boundaries or I have crazy boundaries where I don't let anyone in. It's like, well, that's not really experiencing life either. So I think what you're talking about is like well, healthy, Well, let's use the example boundaries. of the drunk person calling you at 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I my boundary is you can do whatever you want. If you want to get drunk at two in the morning, that's I, I think it's totally destructive. I think <laughs> it's anti you. You're working against yourself. But if you want to do that, I I understand you get to do that. You're you're a salient human being. But my boundary is just because you do that doesn't mean I answer the phone at two in the morning. Uh, no, that's my boundary. Two in the morning is I'm sleeping with the family. So I get to do what I want and you get to do what you want. Now, if you want to call me when you're sober, that's okay. But see, what that person is doing is I get to do whatever I want. And if that includes getting drunk, that's cool. And I also get to call you at two in the morning and you better take the phone call. That's where we draw the line. Uh, no, you don't get to do that. You can call me at two in the morning. Just don't be surprised when I don't answer because that's not acceptable for me. So setting boundaries is always about letting someone do what they want to do, but they don't get to dictate how I respond to that. You don't get to be an idiot and still be in my sphere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you talked about relationships, though, because with friends, it's always easy to do. I think where people struggle is when it's like someone they're courting or dating um, where it's like that person may put the pressure on you that it's like, no, you need to tolerate this kind of, they would never say you need to tolerate this behavior, but that's what they essentially do is I'm going to act however I want and you need to put up with it. That's right. So that what they're saying is I can transgress your boundary anytime I want. No, you can't. And if I allow you to do that, that speaks volumes about me, not about you. If I'm only okay as if I just make him not do that. No, <laughs> you stop that. I do not allow that. You hit me? You hit me? Absolutely unacceptable. It will never happen again. And you need to know that. And, and that's the way it works. You don't get second chances on that. You violate that then you don't, you don't get to hit my kids. You, you don't get to come into my house. Um, we get to set those boundaries. You don't, this is a beautiful thing. Someone else in a healthy relationship, I don't set your boundaries. You set them and I abide by them. Mm. And that makes us healthy. I respect you enough that if you say that, then I'm going to respect that. You know, if you tell me you don't drink and I respect you, I will not push alcohol on you. Yeah, you would think, drink. right? I respect that. If someone violates that, it might be a mistake. But if it's something else, then I need to know, okay, I will not accept this. This is not a good place for me to be. And that's how we get healthy. That's how we do life. And it makes us successful. It makes us stable. It makes us people who feel good about ourselves because my yes means yes and my no means no. Mm. 
you know, and, and if I say I'm going to be there, then I'm going to be there. I've committed to it. If I say no, and some of us have real hard boundaries with no, we feel like that. I feel super guilty if I say no. I should be able to handle all things. I can't handle all things. And, and so I have to know where my limits are, and that's the beauty of boundaries. Yeah. There's only so many hours in a day, and I have to do these things that are, there's a priority to that. If I don't have any priorities in my daily life, then I'm all over, then whatever's most urgent is getting my attention. And uh, for an example, the other day, I'm at, uh, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'm at church, and I'm, I came in in the morning, and there was a guy outside having all kinds of, marital issues and I immediately know these have been going on for a long time so whatever I say in in right now is not going to make a huge difference Mm. but I don't have time to talk to you right now I have four things I have to get done and I promised my six-year-old that I would be at home after school to play with him now when I was younger I would have pushed my six-year-old off and talked to that guy for an hour and a half and push all my four other things I needed to do to the back, and the little guy wouldn't have got that time that I told him I'd given. So he's going to learn some things from that. Right. My word means nothing. Other people are more important than him. And whatever else he interprets, however true or not true. So... I have learned that my word to him is as important as my word to anyone else. That's a boundary I've set. And so if I have a three o'clock appointment with my grandson, by golly, I'm going to do that appointment. So I told this person, I can't talk to you right now. I'm not in the position to set an appointment and I'll be happy to talk with you. And we, I can devote 100% of that time to you because you're worth it. But right now, I can't do it. That's a boundary that I have learned to set that earlier in my life, I didn't. And I paid, uh, my kids paid prices. I paid prices for. I paid prices that I didn't want to pay. So. Yeah, so I mean, what we're talking about is... You can apply that to relationships. You can apply that to parenting. You can apply that to work. A lot of people have unhealthy boundaries where like a boss works you to the bone and and that can be hard. And maybe you're stuck in the job. Maybe you're not. Maybe you just need to let them know your plate's full. But it's like having boundaries really does affect like every area of your life. So what you're talking about is like can help people set good you know, walls up for, you know, relationships, work, how they operate at home, all these areas of their life. It's not confined to just a relationship. It's Absolutely. Well, ev- we have relationships area. with all that. We, my work relationship is a relationship. Yeah. My relationship with people is a relationship. My relationship with things, being able to turn off TV, put my phone down. You know, I can have an unhealthy relationship with my phone, you know, just scrolling. And so I have to learn these boundaries and put them into place. And I have freedom and stability in that. I get to have, boundaries give me the ability to be self-controlled rather than other controlled or thing controlled. 
You know, there can be, you know, uh, emergencies. But when everybody else's emergency becomes my emergency, they're in absolute control. Like this guy the other day I was just talking about. To him, this was a massive emergency. To me, it's the next emergency in his life. I, I totally respect it and, and I'll deal with it, but it's not my emergency. And I can only do what I can do. And, and I've learned that that's important for my well-being, especially if we're going to stay the, you know, for the long haul. If I'm going to be married for the long haul, I better set some boundaries that enable me to finish that journey right. and, to, and to be able to do the, that journey. And so, you know, I have to adjust things in my life to fit that purpose. And that's the beauty of boundaries. Yeah. They bring us comfort. They increase our faith. They give us hope. They make us self-assured. They make us feel good about ourselves. I'm not mad at everybody else for my life. I begin to take control of my life and put my energies appropriately into the things that are important to me rather than everything coming at me and I adjust to it. You know, I, I, some things I have to adjust to, but a lot of times those things have to adjust to me too. It has to work for both of us. That's what Healthy Boundaries does. It makes everything work for everybody. So that's what I wanted to share today. Awesome. So if you uh, tuned in or, or watched this, we're very thankful for you. And we hope that you got a lot out of it. I know I always get a lot out of our conversations. And, you know, I'm like sitting here kind of jogging my own life. And I'm like, <laughs> where haven't I set good boundaries with a client or this or that? You know, there's always areas. I, none of us have ever made it. I think there's always room oh, yeah. for improvement. It's a journey. But um, yeah, thanks for walking us through that. I hope everyone got something out of it and we hope you'll, you'll join us in the next one. God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Building Lives with Joe Fury. We're a weekly podcast dealing with healing, restoring, and navigating relationships. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at joe.fury at hisplace.com. Thanks for tuning in.